Yes, indeed. It is our Saturday Coffee Clutch. Welcome back uh, with Heather Lofthouse, Executive Director of Inequality Media, Civic Action, and my former student. Top of the morning. Top of the morning. Well, nothing really happened this week. Yeah. I mean, just a typical week. I mean, hello. I was. I, I mean, were you surprised Donald Trump was indicted? It I, was the least surprising thing I've ever been not surprised by. <laughs> well, but the timing, I was kind of, I feel like the DA's office kind of fooled me a little bit. Didn't they? Wasn't it a clever? See, that's what I'm expecting yeah. somebody to talk about. Because how did they manage to fool the entire press corps uh, and think, you know, there were articles out that there was going to be a month off that right. the grand jury was going home. That's what I thought. And Trump's aides, everyone was Everybody. Blindsided. And of course, the big advantage is that you could do it and not have the press right around the DA's office and not have protesters and not have a, a circus. It was well done. I'm very well done. Right. Surprisingly well done. Right. Even though it was a non-surprise surprise. Even though it was a sort of leak non-surprise yes. surprise. Yeah. So um, what does this all mean? That's my question for you. So uh, what are the main criticisms? Well, I, I mean, the obviously, we are going to hear, we already have, Fox News is nonstop. This, is a, this sets a terrible precedent, precedent yep. because it means uh, hereafter, every president is going to, every former president is going to be liable to the party in Congress or the party who has the DA's office or the prosecutors. Uh, you know, I... I think just the opposite. If we are truly a a country of laws, uh, we've got to hold people accountable. And I've always felt, Heather, maybe you feel differently about this, that one of the big stains on our country we've never fully, fully uh, kind of got rid of, uh, washed away, is Richard Nixon. And right. Gerald Ford's uh, pardoning of Nixon of all possible violations of law uh, really was a bad precedent. That's the bad precedent. Mm -hmm. I think right now we are over, sort of over, we are correcting that precedent. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, uh, is it a country of laws or is it not? You have a grand jury uh, of, of ordinary people uh, who decided that this was a legal violation, a criminal violation, and therefore this person, happened to be named Donald Trump, right. happened to be former president, uh, should be indicted. And his Department of Justice started it all anyway. Uh, well, you know, you've got four separate cases right now. And a lot of people say, well, this is the worst case to start with. Right. I mean, there are, I mean, don't you want to start with strong cases like, mm -hmm. like Donald Trump trying to get Georgia, the right. Secretary of State, to come up with the right numbers so he can declare Georgia uh, for him rather than for Biden? Or don't you want to go with something like maybe a president uh, inciting a riot and trying to stage a coup d'etat? Aren't those more serious than trying to right. give hush money to a prostitute? Right. Uh, well, Adult yes. film star. And yes, but that, <laughs> that's the difference. Right. Uh, no, I, I think what you could argue is that uh, starting with the weakest case in a way opens the door to these other prosecutions, that the prosecutors in Georgia and New York, now none of them are going to be the first to indict a former president. Uh, and uh, the public will, I think, get used to the idea. I, mean, I think, honestly, that Heather, the public is already used to the idea that Donald Trump 
uh, breaks all the rules. I mean, we've never had a president before who was impeached twice. We've never had a president before uh, who went after the FBI and the FBI went after him. We've never had a president before uh, who, uh, who who refused to refused to concede an election. I mean, we've never had a president like Trump before. Right. So it's you a can't lot of you, you can't just simply say that this is a bad president or this is the weakest case. Now, how is he going to use this? Oh, now? clearly, he's going to use this as he's used everything else to get his followers all riled up. Uh, now, whether they resort to violence is a different issue. I think that it would be obviously horrible for the country if they did. Uh, but on the other hand, think about it. If they did, let's let's hope they don't. Let's pray they don't. But if there was violence, I think there could be a huge uh, backlash against violence, against political violence, against against Trump, against all of this ugliness that we've right. seen in American politics for so long. Now, I said that about January 6th, mm -hmm. and we haven't had that backlash, but maybe, well, let's not plan on yeah, violence. Let's not okay, let's, let's not go not, there. Let's not, yeah. Um, but so he'll be the supreme victim. Yes, he'll play victim. Yeah. Uh, he'll be paranoid. He'll, he'll essentially, his line will be, and he already started this, they are persecuting me, not prosecuting, they're persecuting me, and they're persecuting you. That's and it. And you are my followers, you are America, you are the extension of my monstrous ego, mm -hmm. you know, my narcissism. This is Trump. And he even, you know, he does the thing, of, it's not even me I'm worried about, it's you all. Yeah, and you will be vindicated. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, this is... It's this, not about me, it's about me. It's not about me, it's about me. It's about me. Right. <laughs> it's not, not about, about any of those yeah. things. Uh, no, this is, this is a monstrous, psychopathic narcissism. We have been living with this for seven years. Yeah. Uh, and it, it doesn't get better. It just gets worse and right. bigger. This is the entire 2024 campaign. Uh, hopefully, the Republican Party doesn't fall for it, uh, but we will see. It's also not lost on me that the way this all started was the publisher of the National Enquirer, right? Mm -hmm. Which is the original fake news. I mean, before there was Nouveau, current day, 2.0 fake news. I mean, remember tabloids at the grocery store? I mean, I remember being nine. You mean those wonderful news? <laughs> yeah. News But of course, the flyers. Head, right. The head of the Enquirer you know, has Trump on speed dial. Well, this and is... And it all this, unravels. Well, I, I think that the one of the underlying questions here is what happens to the Republican Party? Yeah. Uh, and I've been, you know, racking my brain. I think that there has to be a brand new Republican Party. You have to have two parties capable of governing. Uh, and every Republican in Congress is now coming to Trump's defense and attacking Alvin Bragg, you know, the DA in yeah, New York. Alvin, yeah. I mean, that's, an, that's a direct interference in our criminal justice system, uh, compounding uh, the damage that's yeah. already been done by Trump. I know. And even Pence and even DeSantis. And even, I mean, it's every single and they feel compelled. They feel like this is the base, and the yeah. base is the one that yep. is, is going to determine who gets the Republican nomination. But the interesting dynamic here is that there are more independent voters mm -hmm. than there are Republicans. And the independent voters are going to determine whether the Republican nominee really has half a chance of winning right. the general election. Uh, so 
the more you pander to the Republican base, the more you turn off the independents. But are they really independents or are they Kirsten Cinema dependents? I mean, no, they're not. Well, we don't know enough about them. They're not moderates. Uh, right. they, they are not uh, non-voters. Uh, they are. They they run the gamut. I mean, many of them are suburban, so-called swing voters. Many of them are people who uh, just don't feel directly involved in the Republican or Democratic parties, uh, but they want to be political actors. Some of them are progressives. I mean, look at Bernie Sanders, independent yeah. of Vermont. Right. Uh, Gus King, independent. Uh, but I think that many of them. Uh, really just don't like the drama. Right. They don't like the, 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 the what, is, um, what has happened to American politics. Uh, watch the independents. They could save uh, the Republican Party. They could simply, they could save America. Okay. I like what you're thinking. I also like the idea of a new Republican Party, but I'm not holding my breath. That are, you gonna, are you going to start one? Heather, which an independent, new independent, an independent gonna, or a new Republican, Republican party? party? No, I think I'm just going to stick with my regular old D for Democrat. Yeah, well, good luck to you. <laughs> yeah, I need it. We all do. Um, okay, in terms of other legal news, which so doesn't matter in the world. Yeah, was there anything else happening? Did anything else happen happen this week? So, I mean, just it was so silly, but the Gwyneth Paltrow case. <laughs> Did you see any of the memes? I, I mean, saw. I couldn't was... avoid them. I couldn't avoid them. And why? Why? I mean, Gwyneth Paltrow. I liked some of her movies, but why is this case? What did she was in a ski accident? Well, was she she was in it. She was the victim of a ski accident. Well, to I mean, you, who cares? She won. What no happened? one cares. So, so wait a minute. What? She won. She, she won. won. So this person claimed this. I think he was an optometrist. Said you hit me. And she said, no, you hit me. And he said, no, you hit me. I did not hit Yeah, I mean, it was literally, <laughs> this was the case. And that Seriously, was, you hit me. Well, I that, mean, it was, so well, it was back and forth. But she won and was vindicated. And she left the court and said, I wish you well to him, allegedly. I don't what, know what, but, why, but why did this take up so I much know. of our of our collective consciousness before the Trump indictment? Right. Well, and even during it. I mean, it's still in the ether. Well, I mean, so the rich live on a different planet. So I think it's fun to watch. It's kind Mars of just, with Elon. Well, that's yeah, though they actually do. Um, but I think it's a fun distraction. I you know, think- this this reminds me. I mean, in Britain, you've got the royal family, oh, right? Yeah. That's the gossipy fun distraction. Yeah. Everybody talks about what the royals are doing. Yeah. Here, it's Gwyneth Paltrow and it's the celebrities and their yeah. ski accidents and moneyed celebs and the money celebs. Yeah, yeah they yeah. are. Elon, they... I mean, pick it for the week. But anyway, I don't know. The rich different live a different life. and More and more the case. More and more the case. But it's interesting sociologically why people are still so fascinated by their lives yeah. of the rich and famous right. in the United States. I mean, because we are a country that... Uh, what we want to be, we everybody wants to be them, right? And also, it was this funny thing too of I don't want to root for her because she's just a lifestyle brand, blah blah blah. You know, I don't have any. But then people were kind of rooting for her. I think. Really, I think so. Yeah, because God. I think the guy he wasn't. You know, he was trying to get money out of her. But he's an optometrist. I I mean, yeah. Hello. Yeah, but that's he helps people see clearer. He oh. just doesn't see clearly himself, I guess. Well, not on his key slope. And there was a there was a snow expert who was the clinger in the trial. To, in the trial, in the according the to the trial. jury. 
the snow well, expert. Well, the snow expert came is out that with the this whiteboard. Is that the same snow expert that was that testified before the grand jury, the Trump grand jury? I don't know. To see if people were snowed. By, oh, I didn't by know if that Trump? was a cocaine reference oh, or something. Maybe. I didn't know where you were going, I but I liked it. it. Okay. Um, what other things? Oh, can you talk a little bit about? Let's discuss Howard Schultz. Well, uh, that's What's the other the, the other low light of the week. <laughs> right. I thought you were uh, going to say low life. No, low life, low light <laughs> of the week. Uh, the Senate um, Health, Education, Labor, and Pension Committee uh, that Bernie Sanders runs yep. uh, tried, they asked Howard Schultz, the former CEO until two weeks ago uh, of Starbucks, uh, to come testify about all of the anti-labor activities of Starbucks. I mean, I mean Starbucks has mounted you know, one of the worst anti-labor records in the shortest amount of time of any company I've ever seen. Uh, and he didn't want to come and he and Bernie had to had to threaten a subpoena. Finally, he came uh, and it was kind of a, a show trial. I mean, mm-hmm. there was nothing there. Bernie Sanders tried to get him to admit uh, that there was something wrong with Starbucks. Uh, I think the really interesting issue here is that Starbucks has marketed itself uh, for decades since its inception as a progressive company. Right. And uh, when I was labor secretary 30 years ago, or 130 years ago, I actually had Howard Schultz come to Washington and talk about being a progressive CEO. Ooh. Uh, and, you got to find that footage. Well, uh, maybe not. I mean, I... <laughs> Uh, but, uh, you know, it's interesting. He, he does have a blind spot mm-hmm. in terms of labor and labor unions. And I've, I've seen this again and again in employers. They don't want to deal with unions. They're afraid of unions. Mm-hmm. They feel I've had employers say to me, well, I can I know what my employees need. I don't need a union to tell me. But what they're afraid of really is power, mm-hmm. uh, and they don't want any countervailing power. Right. Uh, and in the retail food sector, and of course, Starbucks is the lead in the retail uh, food sector, uh, this is a big deal, that uh, Starbucks baristas are organizing. 300 separate Starbucks stores, maybe out of 3,000, that's not huge, but it is a beginning, yeah. and yet Starbucks has refused to even begin not to a, negotiate. Not a one. Not one. Right. And so, uh, and there are eighty complaints, right, with the NLRB. Yes, well, the NLRB has issued an administrative law judge has issued eighty, 80 complaints, uh, and uh, there doesn't seem to be any turnaround. The new CEO of Starbucks hasn't indicated this is just two weeks where he's going to go. But uh, Howard Schultz remains the major stockholder and a major player and the power behind the throne. So if he doesn't see the light, uh, I think there's going to be continued problems right so what we should do well i didn't go there anyway well you didn't in fact i appreciate the coffee this morning no we boycott all of us no we boycott no seriously yeah we boycott starbucks everybody out there everybody you know here here boycott yep good i know well we'll see what happens i think we have to i don't think there's any alternative honestly um Okay, can I talk about one other thing? I am excited that you are going to be putting your 750-person undergraduate course on Substack for us all. Isn't that exciting? It's so no, exciting. No, I'm, I'm delighted. I love this course, and I've spent years. This is my last semester. I can't believe Heather. it. Teaching. Yes. But you're not going to retire. No, There's no, 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 such no, thing. no. You'll but retire I'm, from teaching. I'm 45 years old. Why should I retire? No, of course. But um, uh, no, I, this is the last teaching. I am retiring I from teaching. Right. 
um, because I, you know, I don't want to, I didn't want to end my teaching career sort of not, you know, not being able to think or dribble, you know, but I mean, I didn't want students to not get what wow. I think they should yeah. get and deserve. So this is my last semester. But I'm so excited that you're sharing it with all of us. And it's all in, I mean, it's... Starting next Friday. And it's the whole, it's the real class. Yeah, it's you real in front class. of the class. It's Zoom. not remote. Yep, it's not it's, remote. It's the real class starting next Friday all the way for 14 weeks. Okay. So, Heather, yes. take the class. Got my no pencil. exams. Oh, I don't need a pencil. You don't need a pencil. You were a student of mine. You know all this. I mean, I you don't need... I don't, yeah, I didn't take the undergraduate class. You didn't take class, this class. But I have sat in on a few. Yeah. And I will be looking at these again. So well, thank I, you. Well, I love teaching. I'm going to... We'll talk about retirement some okay. other time. But I'm going to... put it on the list. ...really uh, be very sad about it. So that's it. Um, it. It's wonderful. Everybody out there... Oh, oh, oh Heather. Hmm. We have a problem. I forgot. Ugh. Ugh. What? I didn't record this. Stop it, Reich. April Fool's. <laughs> You're so irritating. <laughs> we've never not record. I mean, we've only, we do these. Do people know this? We get here with our coffee and we press record. There's never been a redo and I, we were not going to start And there's never today. been a rehearsal. You're, you're um, so mean. No, no. April Fool's. Have a wonderful April Fool's day. Everybody out there, April Fool's um, weekend. And uh, we will see you next week, next Thank Saturday you. at this time.